Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Campbell Klein, joined by my co-host, Tyler Fertel, Dean McCullum, and Andrew Lubliner. And today we have an NBA Finals preview podcast where we're just going to be covering all of the all of the ins and outs of this Suns versus Bucks final series that's coming up on July 6th. So uh, we'll start with Tyler. Let's just let's just hear some initial thoughts on this series. We'll save our prediction for the end. So just what are you thinking when you first hear about this uh, Suns Bucks matchup? Well, once again, I feel like this matchup's going to probably come down to injuries. I mean, the Bucks won the final two games of the Hawks Bucks series without their best player in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, and they looked actually really good. I mean, Chris Middleton stood up. They played really good defense. In Game Seven, they helped Trey Young to a decent amount of points and forced a lot of turnovers off of him. Drew Hall, they play well. Brooke Lopez pro- played his two best games of the postseason. Um, Bobby Porter's had career numbers, so I just feel like everything started clicking for the Bucks in the final two games of the of the series, which was weird because it was without their best player. But it's definitely something good for them, especially. Uh, going into the finals, most important series. And if they can be- get uh, Giannis back in this series, I definitely feel like this series is going to be really, really close. And on the other side of things, the Suns uh, played really well against the Clippers. Obviously, they dropped two games um, against uh, the team without Kawhi. But in those two games, both Devin Booker and Chris Paul played really badly. And in the final game, in that game six, Chris Paul scored 41 on, I think, 16 for 24 shooting. So he got it clicking. He made his first NBA finals in his 16th season. They're going to be pumped to be in the finals. And I think they're going to give it their all because they've done that all postseason. And I feel like it's going to be a really interesting matchup because it's good guard defense versus great guard offense. And then pretty good, uh, uh, bigs uh, with the with the Bucks against uh, and Giannis and I mean I Brooke Lopez has been pretty good against okay uh, defense uh, on the Sun side of things with their forwards and centers but I think Jay Crowder could be a game changer if Giannis comes back because if he can limit Giannis and not let him control the game I definitely feel like the Suns will have the upper hand but yeah for me at least I feel like everything's going to really be depending on if Giannis can come back. And even if he does come back, I'm not convinced that the Bucs are going to win. Yeah, I think Tyler brings up a good point about how if Giannis doesn't come back, it's going to be really hard for the Bucs to even win the series versus the Suns because the Bucs still managed to win two games versus the Hawks uh, without Giannis. But the thing is, the Suns are a totally different beast than the Hawks. I mean, I don't think the Hawks are anywhere comparable to a team that the Suns are. I mean, and if you look at like the comparison from this year's teams in the conference finals to last year's teams in the conference finals, it's not really comparable. I mean, the Hawks, I mean, they, they had a really, they put up a really good fight, had a really good run, beat the Sixers and beat the Knicks unexpectedly, both teams. But, um, as Drew's nodding his head, but I mean, like the, I mean, the Hawks are a beatable team at the end of the day. And the Bucks were able to do that because they have better chemistry than them. They have more experience than them. And Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were showing up in bigger times than uh, Trey Young was, who was just forcing up a bunch of shots and a bunch of bad turnovers. Um, I think the now going to the finals matchup, I think if Giannis is healthy, obviously it'll be a way better series. Um, Jay Crowder is going to definitely be a game changer, like Tyler mentioned, because he can uh, guard Giannis decently well, more th- uh, better than most people can in the playoffs or have guarded him in the playoffs. So I really like that for them. Um, the Bucks have been having a bunch of uh, emergences in these uh, last few games, like Tyler mentioned, Brooke Lopez, 
uh, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, even he's had, he, he made a clutch three today uh, versus the Hawks in game six. So, I mean, the Bucks have a lot going for them right now. Uh, I want to say my uh, opinion and my prediction for the end, but I think it's going to be a really good series. Uh, obviously the Suns have CP3 and Devin Booker. Each of them sh- uh, have shown in this playoff run that they can go off at any given time. I mean, Chris Paul unexpectedly dropped 41 points in a finals clinching game versus the Clippers. So you got to keep that in mind when you're the Bucks. But then again, you have two great backcourt defenders in Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. So it's going to be a really interesting series. Uh, before we go on really quickly, I want to just say that the Hawks have really impressed me. I think that they have the chance to be a really, really good team going forward. I, Dean, you mentioned that like the conference finals from this year to last year were relatively different. I don't think they really were because there was one team, there was a certified good team in uh, the Bucks that made it. Uh, and then a pretty decent team that not many people were expecting to make it far in the playoffs in the Hawks. And obviously the Heat beat the Celtics last year in the playoffs. The Heat were not expected to make a finals run and the Celtics were expected to be good. So it's just, it kind of switched the other way around. But the oh. Hawks had less respect than the Heat in the playoffs, obviously, and throughout the season. But in, in Western Conference, it was a top team in the conference last year versus an injury riddled team in the Nuggets or the Nuggets weren't really injury riddled, but the Clippers were a team that no one really thought could pull it away because they were without Kawhi. And the Nuggets were a team that no one really thought could pull it away because they were playing the Lakers. So I don't think that the matchups, like it wasn't that it was more competitive last year than this year. It's just that a couple of the teams and or in the Hawks and, and an injury riddled Clippers team didn't get as much respect as teams that, uh, as other teams that did in the bubble that did in the bubble. What I was trying to say before we go to Andrew and Campbell is that the Hawks, I don't think the Hawks are better than any of the teams that made the conference finals last year. That's all. I was oh saying. yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying that like, you can, it's kind of, yeah, if you think that, about like, it that way, then yes. It's, yeah. Like, it's just that the heat beat the Celtics instead of the Hawks being the Bucks, the Bucks beat the Hawks, but the heat were a team that more people, more people were expecting the heat to make a deeper run than people were expecting the Hawks to make a deeper run. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I guess back to just preview uh, previewing this matchup between the Bucks and the Suns. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting, especially um, whether Giannis comes back or not, because he looks fine celebrating, but I'm not sure if he can really, you know, go up and down for 40 minutes. Um, and the Suns, like Jake Crowder, he plays very physical, um, and Mikal Ridge is also a pretty good defender, so. Um, that he's def they're definitely gonna, they're definitely, I think, gonna put up a good fight against Giannis in the paint. Um, I, I don't think Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis are going to be able to feast in the paint like they have been. Um, although I love former Nick Bobby Portis, um, it's not that hard for him to feast in the paint when the rim protector is Daniel Gallinari, who probably has a two centimeter vertical. Um, so I think playing against DeAndre Aiden is going to give him a little, uh, a little bit of a problem. Same thing with Brooke Lopez because the Suns they do downsize maybe on the bench with Dario Sarge, but he can hit three, so it'll just pull uh, Bobby Portis or Brooke Lopez out of the paint. So I think the Suns have the advantage in the bigs, and then I'm not sure who the Bucks will put Drew Holiday on, either CP3 or Booker. My guess would be Booker, um, and maybe put like Middleton on Bridges. I don't know, but like. I don't really trust like Pat Connington or like literally anyone else other than Drew Holiday to guard CP3. Um, and if you don't put Drew Holiday on Booker, then I think he's averaging like 40 in the series. So it, I think the Bucks are definitely going to have a problem there. So 
I think the Suns have the advantage in the series, especially with Giannis banged up. Um, and you know, they're, they're a deeper team. I mean, campaign is coming off the bench. It's been a revelation for them, I guess. And it's not like the bucks have any consistent players. So far, I mean, yeah, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, you guys mentioned they've had a couple good games here and there, but guys like, like they don't have a guy like Cameron Payne coming off their bench. Who's been consistent throughout the entire playoffs. Also, Tory Craig. I mean, he's been in that in the later. Also, games this is a, this is a Tory this is a Tory Craig uh, revenge series because the Bucks. Yeah, uh, they they gave they up. They traded on. him. Yeah, yeah, they. And Tory Craig was they gave up for really him. good in the later. Tra- he was really good in the they later. They traded him for casting. Series. They traded him for casting considerations. Yeah, that is. And now they're facing. And him. and now he's probably going to be like download guarding like Giannis and like. Yeah, he's going to. No, he might be in late game moments. He might be on Chris Middleton. Like if if Giannis is, I mean, even if Giannis is in the game, I feel like. In like if it's a shot to win for the Bucks, I think Tory Craig will probably be gutting him. He's probably he's probably their best. I mean, maybe it will be Macal Bridges, but it's going to be him or Macal Bridges on Chris Middleton in late game scenarios. Yeah, I'm, I, I just really can't wait to see how they guard CP3 and Booker. Like which one Drew Holiday guards and whoever is not being guarded by Drew Holiday, who they put on the other guy because th- those guys are playing really well. And even you know Chris Paul did mention he had some uh, some hand some like hand injury or something, some like wrist injury. But uh, I saw something today that said that the extra rest is making the pain go away. So he's probably going to be uh, back to hundred percent. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not liking the Bucks chances in the series too much. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel like these two teams, if you, if you just have watched the playoff or read about it, you see that these two teams have been like the most, they haven't suffered with that many injuries except for really like the Giannis injury. And then, uh, I mean, the Suns lost Chris Paul for a few games to COVID, but I mean, they were playing like they, I, I, they didn't really face that many challenges and they were all sort of gifted by injuries. I think if you told the Suns that they would have to play the Kawhi-less Clippers to make the finals and you told the Bucks that they had to play the Hawks to make the finals, they both would have been uh, extremely happy about that. And that's not to take away from them making the finals. Injuries are a part of the game. There were a few more this year than uh, before due to the shortened offseason. But, I mean, both of these teams did get a little bit of injury luck, whether or not you accept it or not. Like, it is true. But, uh, I mean, this series, I think, is going to be really good. From At least for me, I'm no expert, but I think Giannis was just sort of held out of this game as like precautions, like, I mean, it might've been pushing it to play him, but they said that they thought they could run him in game seven if it was necessary. And it wasn't as they won uh, tonight in game six. So, I mean, that's just me trying to, you know, think positive and hopefully he's healthy because I would make this a lot better of a series. But from my perspective, I'm going to assume he's healthy. I think that's going to make this series really, really good. Chris Paul playing for his first ring, all of, I mean, both teams are playing for their first strings, actually. I saw this the other day. I think every single player in this series is going for his first string. You guys can tell me if that's wrong. Yeah, that's oh, right. no, I thought you were mentioning, like, their teams overall. So I was like, no. I think the Bucks won. No, the last no. time the Bucks oh, were in the no, final, yeah, like, I just meant their roster. But Yeah, the Bucks were in the final, like, 1972, and it's been, like, 28 years or something since the Suns are in it, have been in it. So it's new, definitely new faces in the finals. Yeah, I think the Bucks have like the fifth longest drought in the NBA. It's been since like 1972, I think. So yeah, both of these teams are uh, in a bit of a drought. So it's going to be uh, really fun to see 
how this series pans out. So I'll just ask you guys a quick question. Is there a, a single role player that you're sort of looking at to have a big impact in this series? Not, not one of like the team's big threes, DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, or Giannis. Like, is there a role player that you think is going to have a particularly big impact? Um, for me, at least, I'm going to go Cameron Payne. Obviously, he's probably, other than the big three, he's probably the highest scorer on the Suns team. But I feel like when Chris Paul and Devin Booker aren't in the game and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are maybe getting rest, he's going to definitely have a huge impact. He's going to be the one that they're uh, that the Bucks are going to have their best uh, defender guarding uh, because he's been so good in this playoffs. And I feel like if he can produce as well as he has been in the previous couple of series, I feel like the Suns definitely will have the upper hand just because they have way better bench scoring. I mean, Pat Connaughton can't match up with the scoring that Cam Cameron Payne brings. So I definitely feel that Cameron Cameron Payne will be a big uh, will have a big impact on this series if he continues to be efficient with the scoring because he'll get more and more minutes as long as he's playing well because it's the NBA Finals and you play who's playing well you don't play for fatigue so yeah um, I'm gonna go with someone who I think can be an absolute game changer for the Bucks uh, and that's PJ Tucker I think he's still super underrated he hit the dagger in my opinion in Game Six uh, tonight versus the Hawks. Um, I think he can cause some trouble for DeAndre Ayton. He's someone, uh, he hasn't really, he's unlike anyone who's really, he's really guarded. Uh, DeAndre Ayton hasn't really guarded that many people who play the same as P.J. Tucker. I mean, P.J. Tucker's a really unique player, but I think De- uh, DeAndre Ayton could have some trouble uh, switching a lot off screens, uh, guarding him on the perimeter. Even though DeAndre Ayton's a, a really good defender, I still think that P.J. Tucker is going to be able to knock down the three ball really well. And if Giannis doesn't play, I mean, maybe they can rely on him for some of his corner threes, but I I definitely see him playing a big role. And I could just see the Suns being a little flabbergasted on defense uh, uh, in terms of guarding P.J. Tucker. Uh, Yeah, I did watch P.J. Tucker hit the dagger, but I did also watch him miss his first uh, six or seven attempts. Uh, so maybe he's a clutch player, but yeah, I, I, if I were the Suns, I wouldn't be worried about PJ Tucker, especially giving eight and problems. I don't know if you mean like, like pulling him out, like playing small ball five, which I guess the Bucks might try to do, but they probably just put eight on Giannis. I mean, way. they technically play a small ball five, like the whole time. It never have anyone in the paint. If they have anyone in the paint, it's always Giannis. Brooke Lopez is always on the perimeter. So that's could cause DeAndre in problems, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be PJ Tucker. It's probably going to be more. Brooke Lopez, because I mean, I don't know. They they Lopez. play five. They play five on the perimeter very often. Yeah, but he 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 goes inside more than PJ Tucker. I'm just saying that if PJ Tucker, like if their offensive scheme can somehow work their way around the Suns' defensive scheme, I think that he could play an important role. PJ Tucker is pretty lethal on the offensive glass. I will say that he gets a lot of offense. The Bucks actually in general get a lot of offensive boards. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe that's something to look out for. But in terms of role players. Uh, I would say Jay Crowder is the most important role player um, in the entire series, especially for the Suns, because like when he has it going from three um, and he can like, he's really versatile. Like he can guard someone as, as big as you could put him on Giannis. You could put him on Drew Holiday, you could put him on Chris Middleton, and he's going to do a good job on all three of those guys. Um, and you know, it, when he gets hot from three, uh, we saw in that clinching game, uh, I think it was the clinching game against the Clippers. Yeah where uh, he was lining up from three, especially in the first half. So I think he's going to be a really uh, key role player um, for the Suns in this series. 
Yeah, I was also going to go with Jay Crowder. But other than uh, the stuff Andrew was just talking about, I feel like off the court and, I mean, on as well, he just has so much playoff experience to bring to this uh, young Suns team. So I think that can also be really helpful for them. Keeping, uh, you know, none of these players have really played in as big of moments. So he, I think he's going to do a good job or at least try to do a good job of, you know, keeping all of uh, his teammates sort of calm and like understanding the scenario, making sure they're not getting too far ahead of themselves and just sort of being a leader for them in that way. Uh, one so, thing, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Campbell, but uh, one thing I would like to say that I'm excited to see, like Chris Paul, he's always known for having experience in everything that he's played in, but this is his first final. So I'm interested to see if his experience and that kind of like just his IQ and everything, like I, I just... I can't wait to see if it actually uh, stays the same in the finals. Cause if it does, it'd be pretty cool. And like Campbell was talking about before, like how no one's won an NBA finals in this uh, out of the box in Suns roster. I think Jay Crowder might be the only person on either of these two rosters to be in an NBA finals. Obviously he played for the heat last year in the finals. And I think was he on the, he must've been on one of the Cavs teams. I made the finals. Was he? I don't, remember. I don't think he was on. Was the he team. not? He was. I don't might have. He, yeah, may have been. he may have been, but he has played an NBA Finals. I think he's probably the only one out of either of these teams that has been. So maybe that will be some valuable uh, experience that like Campbell's talking about. All right. Unless anyone else has uh, anything to jump in and say, I think we'll get to our prediction. So we'll predict the team and then we can go, we can go with how many games it will take uh, for them to finish them off. So, We'll start with uh, Tyler again. Who do you think is going to win this series? So because of their offensive scoring and their consistency and efficiency throughout the playoffs and having good depth, having good three-point shooting, having good play in the paint, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, they've been consistent all throughout the playoffs. Obviously, they've played some injury-riddled teams, but that does not mean that they don't deserve to be in the finals. You play the team that is in front of you, and that is what they've done all playoff long, and they have won every single series. So I think that they have, I think that they can get another uh, series done. I feel like the matchup of Devin Booker and Chris Paul, despite Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton being good defenders, I still think that one of them will go off every game that they'll cause problems. And I feel like DeAndre Aiden's going to cause problems too, because I don't know who's going to guard him. I mean, Brooke Lopez isn't a very good defender. I think he can overload Brooke Lopez and wait, Dean is Brooke Lopez a good defender. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a really good shot blocker. I think he's made, has he made all defensive team before? Maybe he hasn't, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's, he's pretty a good, good shot blocker. blocker, but like, but I mean, like, like overall, he can get, he can get I feel like in the paint, easily. DeAndre Aiden will be able to overpower him. Really hang with him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like that their three point shooting has been more consistent uh, and better than the Bucks throughout the uh, playoffs that I feel like that they'll get the job done. However, I feel like I was talking about how I think that CP3 or Devin Bucker can cause problems. I feel like there will be a couple games where the box defenders will be able to hold them. I feel like Drew Holiday will be able to lock down Chris Paul or Devin Booker, whoever he's guarding, for maybe one or two games, hold them to maybe under 20 points. So if that does happen, I think that the Bucks do have a chance to win the series. I think that they can steal two, three, four games from them because of their defense and because Giannis it might cause a matchup problem for the Suns because although Jay Crowder is a really good defender, Giannis is two, three inches more taller, uh, taller than him. So I feel like if Giannis plays and is healthy, 
he will be a matchup problem, even if Jay Crowder can limit him in one or two games. But still, I'm going to go with the Suns in this series, but I'm going to have them winning it in seven. I feel like this is going to be a really, really fun series to watch. A good defensive team with pretty good offense versus a really good offensive team with decent defense. So it's definitely going to be a fun series to watch, and I'm excited to uh, see how many games it goes to and see who wins. Yeah, a lot of what Tyler said was a good argument for the Suns, so that's why I'm going to be agreeing with him. But I'm going to take the Suns in six. I just don't really see the Bucs... Uh, as a team being able to push the Suns to a seven-game series, I just don't feel like it will be a seven-game series. Um, I think that there are going to be some games where Giannis is struggling, maybe from the free-throw line, misses a few clutch shots or something like that. So I think Devin Booker and Chris Paul is a better duo than Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton, uh, and including uh, Drew Holiday in that big three, and including DeAndre in that big three for the Suns. I like them better, especially in this playoff run that both teams have had. I really like the Suns. I think they're a deeper team, as we mentioned earlier in that podcast. Um, I like their bench better, obviously. And I think the Suns have so many weapons that they can throw at Giannis. They have Jay Crowder, obviously, Mikal Bridges, Torrey Craig, like we mentioned earlier. And they have shooters as well. All those guys I met, just mentioned, they can shoot. They also have guys like Cam Johnson off the bench, Cameron Payne too, Dario Saric. So the Suns have so many weapons and are such a well-built team. I'm going to have to go with the Suns beating the Bucks in six. Yeah, don't forget Langston Galloway, part of that Suns depth. But um, yeah, I would say I'm going to go with Suns and seven. Um, I probably would lean towards like Suns and six or even Suns and five, but I it like because of right now, uh, Giannis is out. Um, but I think Giannis is going to play. Um, I think there's a chance he misses game one, but I don't see him missing uh, any more than that. Um, so yeah, I would go Suns and seven just because. I think overall they're the deeper team and, you know, CP3 and Booker may have a, a bad game here or two, but I just trust that team more uh, than the Bucks. Also, I think Monty Williams is levels above uh, Mike Bullenholzer. I don't trust him uh, in clutch moments. And I think in games that come down to a final shot or like one possession that wins the game, uh, I trust guys like Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker over someone like Giannis or Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday. So I'll go with the Suns in seven. Um, well, first things first, I'm going to predict that Tory Craig is going to get a championship ring this year as he is, uh, guaranteed to get a championship ring at this point. I just read on Twitter that obviously he played on the Suns and the Bucks this season. So either way, he's going to be a champion after this, So he has to feel pretty good about it, but I'm sure he wants uh, the Bucks to win. So, uh, I was, I was still thinking about my prediction just here. So I went to the regular season matchups for some guidance and I saw that the, the Suns actually won both matchups. So, uh, they won those matchups by, yeah, it was only a combined two points, but Hey, they still won the matchups. So yeah, those two games really, uh, wait, they won each game by one point. Yeah. So that did not show one of those games. I remember was the one where Devin Booker won on a free throw. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to go with Bucks and seven, just preying on Giannis's health. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to need Giannis for starting in game one. There's no time for him to miss. If he misses game one and they lose, I think it's going to be Suns and six, maybe even Suns and five. But I'm hoping that Giannis is going to be healthy. And I just, I just like the Bucks more than the Suns right now for some reason. I think that the Bucks are just really, really clicking at the right time. Yeah, the Suns had a really good game six the other night, 
But Chris Paul before that had had a pretty poor, poor series. Yeah, he was coming off of COVID, but still, I mean, it's not like he was putting up 41 a night all series for the Suns. So, uh, yeah, I just think the Bucks are clicking at the right time and they're going to continue that, keep knocking down shots. The role players are going to show up. I'm just banking on that and Giannis's health. Um, before we go on really quickly, I want to say that, and I, I said this early in the podcast, but Trey Young was completely held to a not a very good game in uh in game six of this series against the Bucks. So I think that because of that, I feel a little bit more confident that uh, Drew Holiday might be able to uh, to kind of hold CP3 or Devin Booker a little better than I would have thought before. Despite that, I'm not convinced that uh, that they're still going to win the series. I feel like the Suns have more talent. The Suns have more consistency, efficiency, depth. So for me, in that perspective, uh, from that perspective, I feel like the Suns will win this series, but I feel like the Bucks defense, especially in their guard defense and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, uh, and even Pat Connaughton, who's not a bad defender, uh, I feel like they'll be be able to probably send this game, uh, send the series into the further games. Uh, before we uh, wrap this up here, I would just like to say uh, about your Trey Young thing, like he's obviously injured, Tyler, and it's clear. And also uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, uh, they have – more moves they can finish at the rim like trey young like his no but he was making like they were forcing him into the corner to make bad passes like it obviously he was injured but they were forcing him to the wrong parts of the court like all like maybe he wasn't able to do all the moves and stuff that he was well he couldn't get to, do, to where he wanted he was, to on the court he was getting he was double teamed when he when he's when he got like close to the paint and they were forcing him to go into the corner back to the three-point line throw a bad pass so trey young's probably hurt, my least favorite nba player at the moment but i will give him i will cut him some slack um for being injured like he's obviously injured um and his game like if his three isn't falling and he's injured and he can't get by anyone, then he's not going to score. Whereas like Chris Paul, like he was still doing fine with, with his injuries. Not like he was playing, not like he was dropping 41 points when he was healthy, but he was still, you know, getting by same thing with Devin Booker. He got hit in the head and in the nose like 10 times in that Clipper series. And he was fine throughout it. So they have like other things. They, they, they're more versatile players uh, is what I'm saying. Whereas Trey young, he kind of like, if you take uh, his first or second option away, like there's not much he can do like with this injury because his foot speed is taken away. Yeah, I guess that is true, but I, and maybe that has something to do with his injury, but I feel like the Bucs were playing a lot. Maybe they were aware that he was just not going to, I mean, obviously they were aware that he's not going to be the same player, but like, I feel like they, they made adjustments over that game or over those two games that he was gone to make sure he couldn't get into the right spots. And it obviously like, disrupted his game because he couldn't feed like he tried to feed the ball to Clint Capella a couple times and it was hitting off someone's foot or it was getting deflected or this or that and I feel like the Bucks definitely made those adjustments and I feel like if they can do that against CB3 and Devin Booker after the past couple of games it could be a game changer I understand what you're saying but like earlier in the series those passes were open because he was getting in the lane faster and he was creating like more of a mismatch uh, advantage. Whereas like Brooke Lopez is keeping up with him on the perimeter. So it's like, like PJ Tucker can easily just guard that because like if Brooke Lopez is keeping Trey Young in front of him, like, I don't really know, like, like what any, like what you're going to be able to do with that. 
All right. Now we're going to move on to our shot clock segment. And for our loyal listeners, you know that I'm going to propose a question and uh, the co-hosts and I are going to have 24 seconds to respond. So today's question is going to be, who do you think is going to be the finals MVP? So Tyler Dean and Andrew Alch chose the Suns. I chose the Bucks. So the players probably going to come, going to come from those respective teams. So let me pull up the stopwatch and I'll tell you when I got it up. All right. We're going to start with Tyler on this one. 24 seconds on the clock starting now. Um, obviously, the player that I'm going to choose is going to be from the Suns. And I feel like the finals MVP usually goes to the player who sco- scores the most. So therefore, I'm going to go with Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. I feel like CP3 is going to have a huge effect. I feel like he's going to be a leader. He's going to be really good for the Suns team. But I feel like Devin Booker is definitely going to be a mismatch for them, for the Bucks, and going to be able to score a lot, put up 30 to 40 a night. So that's why I have him. All right. Even though it would be Chris Paul's first championship as a veteran, you're going with the young gun, Devin Booker. We'll see what Dean has to say. 24 seconds on the clock starting now. I'm also going to agree with Tyler. Uh, I think it'll be Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. I really like how he said how the player who scores the most usually wins the award. The people who attract the most, or I don't even know, but I think it's going to be Devin Booker. He scores the most. I mean, he's just the best all-around player. I think it's going to be really hard for someone like Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton to even contain him. So I think he's going to have the biggest impact out of anyone on the Suns to win the series. So I'm going to go with them, Booker. All right. Dean is doubling down on Devin Booker. And Andrew looked like he had uh, something urgent to say. So we'll get to him quickly. 24 seconds on the clock starting now. All right. So I don't agree with your guys' statement that the player that scores the most points wins the. Finals MVP, I mean, Anthony Davis probably scored more points than LeBron in last year's finals off the top of my head, um, and he did not win it. I think the narrative is there for Chris Paul, and I also think that he's the most valuable player uh, to the Suns and the most valuable player in this series. So I think if he plays well, uh, he's going to get Finals MVP. But Andrew, the thing is, for example, if we say Chris Paul averages 18 points and seven assists in the in the in the in the finals and Devin Booker averages 33 points and two assists who's going to win it I don't think Chris Paul is going to average 18 also if he scores 41 in the game clinching uh in I know like a, a clinching game he's going to get it I mean also, if, there's if Andre no Iguodala Davis scored more points than if LeBron Andre Iguodala yeah I, Davis was averaging I'll, like I'll, over 30 I'll, I'll, I'll in the look finals. that up right now there's no way right no he wasn't real Okay, he was going off, but my point is that, like, if there was a mo- if there was a conference semifinals MVP for the Lake for the Suns Clippers series, I think Chris Paul would have won it, um, just because he well, won the series Devin for Booker them. Booker was dealing with a broken nose the whole time, but Chris Paul healthy, won the series for them. Yeah, but I feel like if Devin Booker is Devin the Booker, one if Devin Booker team, averages like. If Devin Booker averages like my, 28 my point points of view is that, My point of view is that Drew Holiday, at least I think Drew Holiday will be guarding uh, Chris Paul. Because uh, he's just the so you know, LeBron averaged five more points per game in the series. LeBron so. did? Yeah. 
Okay, that All was right. a false excuse, statement. Excuse my Lakers take, but I will say that Chris Paul, he's been the best player on the Suns all year. So I think he's I know, but I feel like Drew Holiday will be guarding CP3 because he's the facilitator of the team. Devin Booker will be being guarded by a worse defender in Chris Middleton. He let alone he's still a good defender. But I think that would probably I I if I were the Bucks and they come out and they put like Pat Connington on like Devin Booker, I literally fire Bud before tip off. Like that's the stupidest decision ever. I know, but if they so put Chris Middleton, I, I'm if they thinking, put Chris Middleton on Devin Booker, that's, I think there's that's, a chance that's, he could average That's just as bad. That's just as bad. That's literally just as bad. That's literally you're literally it makes handing. More, in my perspective, it makes more sense handing, to put Drew on CP3 though because he's gonna be the one controlling okay, the offense. He's gonna have okay. the bonus hands. Devin least. Booker played point guard when Chris Paul was out. He can dribble up the ball fine. Yes, he's he can. Played, but when Chris he's played Paul's with Ricky floor, Rubio his leader. entire career. Okay. He can play point guard. If he's being guarded by Chris Middleton, then the Bucks are forfeiting the series. Like, like, like no, no one else other than Drew Holiday will be able to contain. Devin Booker on that team. So that's my he, point. That's my point. And my prediction okay. is in the in my prediction is that Drew Holiday will be guarding. So Chris, basically uh, you're Paul. banking on the fact that Mike Budenholzer is like one of the worst. No, I'm not NBA. banking on the fact that I'm saying that Devin Booker is the most he scores more in the in, yeah, he's more like of an offensive proved, threat. Like we just proved the the, the MVP he's of more the finals of an offensive usually goes to the player that scores the most. Okay, so he's Chris not going to score the most because around twenty and has seven assists. If he's if he's the best offensive threat, why would they not put their best defender on the opposing team's because best the, so, offensive threat? Maybe Mike Boonholzer will want to put their best defensive player on the player that will have the ball in his hand. He'll get them. fired. At, he'll literally get fired mid game. That's so that's so stupid. Like like trying to. I think that's kind of overthinking it. If you're if you're if you're the Bucks, like you put your best defender on the other team team's uh, best score, and you just live with that, like. Like if you if if you want Devin Booker to score all the points and just like have him single handedly beat you, then like yeah, you could take Chris Paul out of the game. But wait, even, I have a question. Even I putting Drew Holiday remember, on but in the CP3. first series, this is just for context. In the first series, in the first game of the series, when Kyrie and James Harden were both on the floor, who did um who did Drew Holiday guard? Harden. He guarded Harden. I don't remember. Yeah, because he's the best offensive player out of those two. He guarded Harden. Did he, are you sure he guarded Harden? Yes, he guarded Harden. One hundred percent. I promise you, he guarded Harden. Okay. Devin Chenzo was on Kyrie. I still think Devin Booker's going to win it because he's going to score but around he, 30 a game. And Chris Paul also is going to be more of a facilitator. In the heat facilitator. Series, he's in not going to score five finals MVPs have gone to the leading He's going score. to be a facilitator and have a bunch of assists. That is my prediction. And that's why I think that Devin but the leading will get scores it. on those teams are probably the most valuable player of that team. But Chris Paul's way more valuable than Devin Booker. So I think also like there's there's kind of like a narrative there. And, you know. If if Andre Iguodala can get it for like holding a guy to like a forty point triple double, I think Chris Paul can get it this year. So, I think he's gonna get it. All right, now uh, someone's you. gonna time me. Yeah, I'll time. Okay. Okay. Campbell, twenty four seconds on the clock, starting now. All right. Since I chose the Bucks to win the finals, I'm gonna go with Giannis to win Finals MVP. I think there's a chance Chris Middleton in this series outplays Giannis. But if, if that does happen, there's no way the Bucs are winning the finals. If the Bucs have any chance, Giannis is going to be the best player in this series. And for that reason, he's going to have to win finals MVP. He's going to lead the team in scoring. And as we just had a 10-minute conversation about, that's probably going to direct him towards that award. So, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm your host, Campbell Klein, joined by my co-host, Tyler Fertel, Dean McCollum, and Andrew Lubliner. And uh, yeah, you just got our finals predictions. We'll uh, 
probably have some sort of end of year uh, recap. If it's if not, it'll be some sort of small snippet in a, the next episode. So yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll see uh, what ends up happening if the Suns win. It'll be interesting to see if it's uh, Chris Paul or Devin Booker with the finals MVP. So uh, thanks for watching.